I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys. Happy Wednesday. Made it through half the week. Welcome back to the news du jour. I wanted to open the episode with a reminder that NATO meets today. So we will keep you guys posted on anything we hear about these meetings, although they may play things close to the chest. I mean, this is war we are talking about. So um, I doubt we're going to get uh, huge insights into what's going on unless something, unless they decide on something crazy. Biden spoke with Germany, Italy, France, and Great Britain via phone in the past few days ahead of today's meetings. So there may be plans already kind of in the works. Poland has proposed a quote unquote peacekeeping effort in Ukraine. But so far, the U.S. has given this a hard pass because it would essentially involve sending NATO troops in. And that just, it doesn't feel like a peacekeeping measure. It feels like joining the war. That said, Poland obviously is a lot closer to this conflict. So they have more at stake and more of a reason to get involved. And so It's just a tricky, delicate balancing act that they're trying to deal with right now. But again, we will keep you posted on any anything that comes out of these NATO meetings in tomorrow's episode. But in the way of other Ukraine updates, we have strikes, strikes and more strikes. Both Kyiv and Mariupol are still experiencing a ton of airstrikes. This nonstop violence has been devastating for both of these cities. Bodies are still being pulled from the rubble of a shopping mall in Kyiv that was essentially leveled by Russian airstrikes. It remains obvious that taking Kyiv is Russia's main objective here because that is where the largest number of troops are still assembled. So we'll keep you guys posted on all that. And then this story is going to be the bulk of the episode. It is so fascinating. So two AP journalists have just now escaped from Mariupol. So they were the last two left in this city. And pretty much like any imagery or reporting coming directly out of Mariupol was from them. So they're recounting how they got stuck there. Um you know, how they escaped and everything that happened in between in a beautiful piece in, of course, the AP. So if you have time to read that, I think it's definitely worth a read. The imagery is also very powerful, but I'll go ahead and dive into the details of their story. So there were two AP journalists who just now escaped from Mariupol. 
and they attested that they were indeed being hunted down by Russian forces by name. They had been hiding in the city since the day that the war broke out. Once the power was cut, they really didn't have any way of charging their cameras or recording devices, so they were left largely with their haunting memories of this city under siege. Their stories and the pictures that they did manage to take with them will honestly haunt me for life. Children's corpses in the street, bodies shoved into mass graves, infants dead in bomb shelters, wives crying for their dead husbands, people squeezing as many as they could into tiny improvised bomb shelters. Getting to the point where the whir of ambulance sirens stopped because no one had a way to call them for help anymore, and even if they could call them, it's not like medical teams had a way to get to the wounded and dying. Once the maternity hospital was bombed, however, local officials knew that they had to get these two press members to an internet connection in order to get the word out. They really believed that these images would change the path of the war and really get to people. And they were right. The images that we saw that weren't shot on iPhones likely came from these two trapped reporters who huddled together, as I understand it, in a tiny office that was one of the very few places in the entire city that had internet. They were using some sort of a generator to charge things, and they were all huddled around it after curfew in imminent danger to get these images out and into the world to spread the truth. Nonetheless, the Russian embassy in London, as well as the Russian ambassador to the UN Security Council, held up their photos and called them fake. They said that these bleeding, writhing, pregnant women were actresses. But they called everything coming out of Mariupol lies and fake. They were the only two international journalists left in this city and they were working from inside a hospital when Russian troops descended upon the city. Gunmen actually started walking the hallways and some surgeons slipped them white scrubs to change into in order to blend in. As they were hiding, eventually Ukrainian troops burst into the supply closet. But were they really Ukrainian troops or just Russians in disguise? They were demanding to know where the press members were hiding. Eventually, the press members went with them reluctantly. And outside the hospital, they explained that the Russian troops were looking for them in order to put them on TV and force them to say that their reporting was a lie, that the pictures were indeed fake. So it was of the utmost importance that they escape immediately. They said, quote, this did not feel like a rescue. Nowhere in Mariupol was safe. There was no relief. You could die at any moment, end quote. Crossing 15 plus (laughs) Russian checkpoints, these press 
members managed to escape with their lives. There were two journalists left in Mariupol, and now there are none. These two journalists said that they still get intimately worded emails begging for details about their loved ones that they had photographed. No one can get in touch with their family in Mariupol as it's as dire as it gets there. But these two journalists seem to wish that they could have stayed and keep up, kept up with their important work despite the danger. Now, Mariupol will be more cut off than ever before, and we may never know all the atrocities committed there until after this ordeal is over. And next up in news about Ukraine or (laughs) peripherally related to Ukraine, back in Russia, if you guys remember, Putin's opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, He was just sentenced to nine years in prison. And if you don't know anything about the situation, I wish that I had an episode to point you guys to, but he's honestly been in prison for so long now that those episodes have since been deleted. And so it was getting to the point where I was wondering if he was ever going to be sentenced or if he was still alive or just being kept in jail indefinitely because they could. But right now, it's more important than ever for Putin to keep someone like Alexei at bay because people in Russia are not happy with Putin and they're looking for alternative leadership. So I just wanted to give you guys that update because if only Alexei could have taken Putin down before all of this, right? Oh, that would have been uh, saved a lot of lives. Let's put it that way. I also wanted to update you guys that Biden has now warned that Russian cyber attacks may be imminent as retaliation for some of the economic sanctions that the U.S. has put in place against Russia. So be extra aware, you know, and just know that something like this is probably coming if we're getting this warning. So heads up there. And next up for today, I wanted to give you guys a little update on the Katanji Brown-Jackson hearings on Capitol Hill. So Katanji Brown-Jackson is really standing up to some tough questioning by members of Congress, as well as Cory Booker celebrating her nomination tearfully. There are a lot of people excited about her being there, but this type of tough questioning that she's getting is nothing new and it is completely to be expected. If you guys remember, Amy Coney Barrett was put through the ringer by Democrats when she was getting confirmed and yet she was confirmed and has come out to be a very fair judge on the Supreme Court. The same has been true of Katanji. No one is holding back against her and yet she seems steadfast and forthcoming in her answers. So If she can just hang in there a little longer, I think she's going to be fine and get confirmed. And if anything changes in this arena, this category, we will definitely let you guys know. Stay tuned. And lastly for today, just a little snippet. (laughs) I know we're like getting close to time like we were yesterday, but spring break has gotten out of control. So Miami has made it pretty clear that they 
put up with spring break, but it is not their idea of a good time. Two separate shootings over the past weekend at the hands of -of out-of-towners have left five different people wounded. In the past three days alone, authorities confiscated 37 firearms and nine police officers have been injured on duty since spring break began. They said that in recent years, spring break has simply gotten out of control with tens of thousands of unsupervised young people partying out of their minds. So the city has decided on a midnight curfew, whether spring breakers like it or not. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, you are not obligated to set yourself on fire to keep others warm. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh...